This is New York's Asset Protection Roundtable with Ted Alatsis of Alatsis Law Firm. Our mission at Alatsis Law Firm is to assist you with the three pillars of protection, preserving your assets, providing you help, and protecting your future. Well, hello and welcome in to New York's Asset Protection Roundtable, a three pillars of protection program. I am Ben George. And he is Ted Alatsis. He is an attorney and counselor at law at the Alatsis Law Firm there in Brooklyn, New York. And got a good show for you today. Your state plan is done, which is great. Now, should you tell anyone? We're going to explore that question today with Ted, as always. And if you have questions, you can always follow up with us online at alatsislawfirm.com or you can always call 718-233-2903. Ted, welcome in. How are you today? I'm doing great, Ben. Hope all is well with you. Spring has finally sprung and... uh... It's, uh, it's a beautiful day out today. It is a great time of the year. I'm sure I know uh, the Northeast is always when spring hits and summer, it's always an awesome time of the year and everybody's out and about, I'm sure, and enjoying this this new weather. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's going to be in the 80s for the rest of the week, which, <laughs> you know, for this time of year is, is pretty unheard of. <laughs> yeah, it's tremendous. Well, hopefully you get to enjoy it and hopefully uh, you enjoy spring and we appreciate you joining us for the podcast today. And again, our main topic is your estate plan's done, and should you tell anyone now? So let's say you completed your estate plan, which is great. That is an important step and towards making sure that you and your loved ones are taken care of. But what happens next? You don't have to tell anyone. You're not legally required to tell anyone. But should you let anyone know? I want to explore that question with you, Ted, uh, during this episode and, and kind of reveal maybe the people that you should involve in the conversation about your estate plan. Because, you know, before we even get into this, Ted, you don't have to tell anybody, but do you get this question a lot like, hey, we finished, Ted, now, now, now what do I do? Oh, I get it all the time. And and it's, it's in all kinds of contexts. So yes, absolutely. We get this question all the time. All right. So here are some people that maybe should know about what your plans are. Uh, first one is, are those that are in charge of taking care of you if you get sick, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, certainly, you know, having documents or plans that, you know, provide for people to, to assist you when you're in your time of need, uh, you know, especially with regards to health are, are great. But if the people who are going to be charged with that responsibility don't know, um, then it's kind of pointless, right? So, so you definitely want those people to know that um, they've been granted this this power and this ability um, and this authority for you, um, and and that they're part of your estate plan. So you definitely want them to know for sure. And not only that, you want them to know that hey, you've kind of given them this responsibility, but it's probably best to talk through kind of what your wishes are too, and how you want to be cared for if you find yourself in this position. Yeah, that that's absolutely correct because you know the documents can can contain as much information as you want them to contain, but they're not going to cover every scenario. So. It's important for the person, especially a healthcare agent, to understand first what the what your personal desires would be in certain circumstances. Um, whether, for example, you are inclined to favor life-sustaining measures in the scenario where you're, you know, un- unable to be kept alive in in any other means or something of that nature. So, you know, you're the person who's going to be that healthcare decider, so to speak, um, needs to know you know, what, what your wishes are in order to honor them. Right. So that's the first one, those that are going to take care of you if you get sick. Now, what about the ones that want to take care of your, your children? Let's talk about this one here, Ted, because this is obviously very important. I'm assuming, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a conversation you should probably also have ahead of time too, to make sure that they are comfortable with that. Or do you find people that, Hey, I know who I want, I'm going to name them that. And then I'll have the conversation later. So most people, uh, when they come in uh, appointing you know, with the idea that they're going to appoint someone to take care of the kids if they're gone, 
you know, they, they tend to have had that conversation already with the person or persons that they're selecting to do that. Um, now, there are circumstances where they haven't had that conversation, um, but that's typically in a scenario where it's a you know, direct family member, a brother, a sister, or, you know, maybe a parent um, who would, you know, take over in the scenario where, you know, the parents of the child, the minor child, have passed in a, in a circumstance, sort of almost a natural uh, flow, so to speak. But when you're in a scenario and you're selecting uh, friends, godparents, uh, someone who isn't necessarily involved in the child or children's day to day, but that's the person you're entrusting with the um, responsibility of taking care of those children, it's important to have that conversation in advance. Um, and, and frankly, you, you want to have that conversation because you want to understand and realize whether that person or persons are suitable for the responsibility, right? Because, you know, selecting someone who's never had kids before, for example, might not necessarily be the right choice. So you want to make sure that the person your person or persons you're selecting have the same, you know, parenting philosophy, that sort of thing um, to, to sort of be consistent as well. So it's important to have that conversation in advance. And then afterwards, you know, when you've kind of set your estate plan in place, um, I guess you want them to know where to look for, for, for your paperwork, how to get in touch with the attorney, these types of things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, having plans and not having, uh, you know, anyone know where they are, um, are also pointless. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's important for at least some person to know where everything is, um, if if you retain the originals, and certainly you know where the originals are. If you've left your originals with the attorney uh, for safekeeping, then you know who the attorney is. Um, so these these are the types of information certainly would be would be important, and someone should know uh, other than yourself where where they are. And I know that you've you've probably had this conversation with the people that uh, you've you've chosen for this role, but how how often do people actually write down and kind of maybe make a list of uh, of instructions or wishes when it comes to their children? Is that something else they kind of add as part of kind of passing along this information? So it, it varies from person to person. Um, some people, you know, they, they select a, a guardian uh, for their children who had, whose you know, mindset is in sync with their own. And so, you know, maybe they don't need to be as specific. Um, but some, you know, individuals or, or couples select people who maybe have a different philosophy or haven't had as much experience taking care of children. And so, or they have a very particular, you know, set of wishes. So in those scenarios, they, they're, you know, more specific, certainly with regards to, you know, instructions on, on how to kind of, you know, take care of their children, you know, what schools they'd like them to go to, you know, that, that sort of. All right. So your state plan's done. You've already told people that are In charge of you when you're sick, uh, those that are going to be raising your children, the next group of people or person that you might want to tell is those that are in charge of settling your estate after you pass. So uh, what do you uh, what information are you passing along to this person or these people, Ted? So that's more specific with regards to, you know, where documents are, um, you know, where, you know, family members are located so that if uh, the time comes and, you know, someone needs to be put on notice, they know where to find them, you know, who the attorney was who drafted everything. Sometimes you know, where certain assets are located, you know, that that sort of thing, or where they can be found. So, you know, it, you may not necessarily want to tell that person, you know, the, you know, all my assets are located in this particular location, branch, whatever, these are, you know, these are the ex- express details of my assets. But uh, you may want to tell them, hey, you know, I'm keeping all this stuff kind of private, but uh, upon, you know, my demise, you can find, you know, I have a, I have a book um, that has, you know, everything, uh, you know, listed where everything is, where all my assets are, uh, maybe a list of passwords to online banking accounts, that sort of thing, so that there's a way for 
that person to to manage everything once you're gone. All right. And the fourth uh, group of people there you should tell are your loved ones who are going to be affected by the plan. They need to know, obviously, that your plan's in place, where it is, who to call. But how many details, again, are you getting into here, Ted, with, with your family and friends? So this is a really personal decision. So it varies from case to case. And, and you know, really, at the end of the day, the question becomes, you know, how much do you really want your beneficiaries to know? Um, you know, sometimes, you know, people, when they do estate plans, they realize that there's going to be some discord that occurs once the beneficiaries find out, you know, how things are being divided. Uh, and that typically will happen when a split is, you know, uneven or, you know, quote unquote, uneven. Um, and so, you know, giving details like that away while you're alive may may cause some additional stress that you may not necessarily want to incur. incur. So you, you may want to limit the amount of information you provide to your beneficiaries to you know, the extent that, um, you know, where, where and uh, where and when, you know, they can find, you know, the, the estate plan where, you know, what lawyer prepared it, you know, that sort of thing, uh, who the executor might be, if it's not one of them um, or the trustee, you know, so, so that's sort of general information, but uh, the specifics, you know, are certainly up to you as to how you want to do that and why, you know, what, what benefit you derive by telling them. Um, so for the most part, you know, like I said, the, the discord question is, is the most, uh, um, the lot, the greatest impediment to telling, you know, your beneficiaries, what the, uh, what the ultimate distribution of your estate is. And so you, you kind of have to put that into account when you, when you do that. Do you often have to consult people through that process or do most people kind of know yes or no, I want to tell my family or I don't? Well, uh, you know, so we do have conversations with with clients about this all the time. And, uh, you know, a lot of times there's, you know, there's a, there's a method to this too, or, you know, it's so, you know, sometimes, you know, parents or, you know, uh, they, they may want to use the threat of taking away of disposition as a means of maybe moderating behavior or, you know, building, you know, a relationship or something of that nature. And so, you know, there's, there's, um, or to protect against, you know, abuse, right? So, so sometimes, you know, uh, people will use that information as a, as a means of, you know, um, just assuaging, you know, relationships. And so it changes from, from case to case. Um, generally speaking, you know, when, when everybody's on the same page, it certainly is easier to, to, to manage an estate when it's over and, and to avoid, you know, uh, disharmony once, once, um, once the person passes. And so, you know, there, you have to weigh that with the overall objective of your plan. Very good. So these are the kind of the four people that maybe should know about your estate plan once you finished it up. And again, you know, I think the bottom line though, Ted, is just, you know, the reason why we want to have this conversation is because, you know, once it becomes time for these people to step in and, and kind of take over, you want them to know what they need to do, right? They can't ask you anymore, right? So you don't want to leave it the chance. It kind of takes out a little bit of that guesswork. That's that's correct. I mean, we haven't conducted a seance in a while, so you know, I haven't had too many of my of my clients reach reach out to me after they're gone. But um, you know, certainly, uh, the 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 more you're able to clarify while you're alive, the the better. Um, but you know, taking take into consideration the the reasons why you're letting people know, um, you know why why and where. Um, you know, when, when you're alive. I didn't realize you offered that seance service, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, I guess the other thing too, to kind of wrap up this conversation is as you update your estate plan, which you should be doing right throughout your life, uh, new paperwork, 
that's also those conversations probably need to be updated uh, in some capacity, maybe not to the people that, that are already on the, the list and have still remain on the list, but where to find the plan, any changes you make, any, any wishes that you've adjusted. That's right. That That's right. And, and you know, that also kind of goes back to the original question of whether you want to tell your beneficiaries everything, um, because if you change your mind on a beneficiary over time, that might not that necessarily <laughs> be a good idea. So you certainly want to, like, like, like I said, it's it's really about, you know, making sure that the, the right information is provided, not all the information necessarily. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that aspect of it, but that's that's so true. All right. So if you have questions again for, for Ted, want to follow up on anything we talked about today, please do so. You can visit him online at alatsislawfirm.com. You'll find all of our podcasts there, plus a lot of video content as well. Just a lot of tools and resources to help you out. Any questions that you might have about your estate plan, or you can call as well. That option is available 718-233-2903. So congratulations if you have finished your estate plan. If you have not, now is the time to go ahead and put that in order to help protect you and your loved ones as well. Ted, we always appreciate your time and uh, thanks for taking us through this. Thanks for for having us, Ben. So for Ted Alatsis over the Alatsis Law Firm, I am Ben George. Thanks for listening to New York's Asset Protection Roundtable, a three pillars of protection program. We'll talk to you again next time. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.